0: friends. Hello. I know it's been a minute, but I've been eagerly preparing my Kindness Drives Change classroom. I've been recording videos and creating content, workbooks, guidebooks, slide decks, and all of the things for that platform. So I apologize for the lack of episodes this month, but I'm hoping they were able to peruse a uh, previous episodes. And I would love to know what you've been up to. Things are getting spicy over in the classroom. So I hope you've taken a peek. And if not, there are new things added every week from here on out. So make sure you Check it out. There's two weeks left for early bird pricing for the mastermind. So go check it out. Again, there are new things added every week and the mastermind includes everything seen and not seen in that classroom. You'll be able to join up for all future setup sessions, journal jams, hangouts with me. We have two monthly coaching calls where I walk you through our homework for the month. And then we also have a Q&A where we do live coaching together. And then we also have opportunities for one-on-one coaching. So you and me, if you feel like you need, you know, that voice in your brain to talk you out of stuff, <laughs> talk you out of the bad shit, and to help guide you into more kind living, this is what the Mastermind is for. So please come and join. In today's episode, I wanted to investigate mindfulness and dive into what it is, what it's not, why it's important, and even how we can teach it to our kids and ourselves. So no more wasting time. Let's get into it. Welcome to Emotional Investigations. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to join me as we unravel the mystery behind our emotions. Since our feelings last longer than our memories, we will investigate our feelings and search for the clues that they leave behind. I'm here to help you solve what is really going on in our heads, our hearts, and our bodies, and how it all affects our relationships. Every week, I will give you tools and your next steps to get an ish done. I'm KDC, your host, a mindful relationship coach, and your guide to help you find the light around every dark corner and to encourage you to dig a little deeper. Let's find out which feelings we tend to ignore and which ones we rely on the most. As a true crime junkie, I'm not scared of a little mystery. And since you're here, I have a feeling that you are down for the same. So welcome. Alfred says hello. Grab your favorite treat, a mug drink, and your notebook. As always, go grab a copy of today's Field Notes over on kdccoaching.com slash eipod. Let's get it started, Ace. I'm glad you're here and ready for some emotional investigations. When I say the word mindfulness, what are your thoughts? How does your body respond? Before I really understood its power, I used to clam up when I heard the word. I would roll my eyes because it seemed too simple to hold so much power. But mindfulness isn't a new practice, which was the initial part of what got me curious. The fact that it has been around for a thousands and thousands of years has to mean something, right? More and more people are practicing and trying it every single day. So yes, just another reason to come join the classroom, yeah? (laughs) When we really want to make change in our life, we have to start with kindness. Let that be your guide, your compass, and no matter the change you're creating when it comes from a mindful place, from a kind place, that is when you start seeing results and start enjoying yourself and your relationships. As a mindful relationship coach, this is the work that moves me and speaks to my soul. I recently have joined Clubhouse Fever. (laughs) Who is on Clubhouse? Anyone? Have you heard of it? Do you know what I'm talking about? If not, it's cool. It's a new social media app and it's voices only and live voices only. No recordings, nothing. So people host live rooms and have conversations in real time about so many different topics, which has been so fun to find, (laughs) just to find these groups, different clubs. I'm gonna be hosting a few rooms all around mindfulness. And I would love for you to join. Right now, this app is iOS only. So I'm sorry for Android phone users. It's only good for Apple. Um, And Clubhouse is also invite only right now. So I have a few invites left and I would love to share them with you. So send me a DM with Clubhouse and I'll send you your invite. I'm so intrigued by this platform because, for one, I really miss speaking to live groups, and Clubhouse is reminiscent of that. And two, it is so much easier to connect with other humans with our voices. It's part of why I love doing this podcast because we know it's so much harder to fake (laughs) our voices compared to other networks where we can curate, edit, Reconsider, delete if we want. Um, but Clubhouse is a different kind of feel. And remember back in the day <laughs> when Facebook was only for university students and it was a fun way for people of different schools to connect. And Instagram was just for photographers, essentially, for a way for us to show our photos. And it's, it's, a baby app so it's still figuring itself out and that's kind of the fun part of being for the invite only right and you know it hypes it up so <laughs> send me a dm if you want to check it out i am going to host a few rooms for setup sessions where we'll set our intentions and So the first room I want to host, I'm going to be talking about my four feeling myths and truths, and that is going to be coming up this weekend. So let's get mindful, friends. If you want to know when I'm on Clubhouse, follow me on Instagram. That's the easiest way to find that out. And then if you're in Clubhouse, you can set the notification bell. I am at KDC Coaching on Clubhouse as well, if you're already on there. So come and find me. All right, so as always, a good place to start when we are investigating is to, find, is to figure out the name, understand the word, and what the definition is. So this week, are, we are investigating mindfulness. So again, what comes to your mind? In My Kindness Drives Change Classroom, I teach to be mindful means to be kindly aware that's it. See, simple, just not easy. (laughs) If you want to take it further, being kindly aware of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions specifically. Again, simple, not easy. There's a picture definition of mindfulness that I love that will be included in the field notes. And it shows a human walking next to a dog, and they each have thought bubbles over their heads. They're, it's a very simple drawing. There's a horizon with a couple trees and a sunshine in the middle. <laughs> so the human's thought bubble includes music notes, other people, chores, tasks, deadlines, feelings, whereas the dog's thought bubble is just the space that they're walking into. So again, the trees, the horizon, the sun shining. It says mindful under the human or mindful under the dog. I think of this even with kids. For me as a parent, when I'm down playing with the kids, sometimes my brain will go into adult mode and be like, wait, don't forget this deadline and this is for dinner and we have to run this errand and complete this task. Whereas the kid just wants to experience that moment, that moment. So it's being aware of our thoughts And so, if our thoughts are all jumbled and we're just considering the next thing to do instead of what is in front of us, that is when we know our mind is full. So, how we shift from a full mind to a mindful one are all of the things that I teach you in the classroom, KDC coaching, and on this podcast. It starts with paying attention paying attention to your thoughts. What are you thinking? One of my feeling myths is that we are taught that it's our surroundings that create our feelings and emotions, but that shit ain't true. It's our thoughts that create our emotions. So what are you thinking about? How are you feeling? If you are feeling down on yourself and on your life, look at what you're thinking about. Is your mind full of all of the evidence and all of the bullshit that makes you believe that you're not good enough? That's going to keep happening. Or you can get deep down, drop in to your soul, to yourself. Think of your why, your values. How are you living them? How can this moment Be approached and lived in with kindness. So when I look at this picture definition, man, I am just so guilty of this. Again, especially when it comes to working from home. If I don't take the time in my day to turn inwards before I start my workday, I start to feel not myself. (laughs) I've been thinking a lot of Peter Pan. (laughs) Maybe I should just rewatch this movie. But remember when Peter Pan is fighting with his shadow? It's because they have become separated somehow. I feel like once I start my work day, my shadow just keeps pulling me in directions. Check this email, respond to this text, put out this fire, delegate, figure this out. Ah! But if I don't take the time and sew so my shadow like Peter Pan does back to myself, All of those things that will fill my mind will wreak havoc on my day and I'll end up feeling drained as fuck. And without even knowing it, that's how my day passes so quickly. I will have forgotten to eat. I will have forgotten to take my breaks. And again, I will feel drained to all hell. So the things that I do to get back. So what I do to get back to myself is practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is not a religious act and it doesn't mean that you silence your brain because that is very difficult. (laughs) Mindfulness is also not a one and done kind of thing. You don't just set it and forget it. It is a practice and it is something you have to do every single day. And even more than that, it's something you have to practice in every single moment. And I know that sounds exhausting, but go back to the definition. It's being kindfully aware of our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions. So if you're feeling out of alignment, which one of those things are you not showing up in your kind self? So in my Kind Feelings Foundation, I talk again about the four biggest feeling myths, and we learn and still keep close to us before we introduce ourselves to mindfulness. Okay, going back to one of my feeling myths, thinking that it's our surroundings that create our feelings, but we know that it's our thoughts. So we often feel stuck and out of sorts because we see everything and everyone around us as the cause of why we feel the way we do. And it can feel diminishing because we feel these ways, so it must be true. And in a sense, yes, our feelings are 100% real. But again, it's our thoughts that create our feelings, and our thoughts are not always real. So how can you challenge those bullshit ones? Again, it comes back to practicing mindfulness. And my favorite way is mindful journaling because this is a safe space, and it's a great way for kind energy output. Our emotions are feelings in motion, so they need somewhere to go. So when we put things down on paper, we can sort through what our brain is actually thinking. can figure out what triggered us and what motions are laying within us. For some people, I know that journaling feels more like school or like a struggle bus rather than a helpful tool. And from talking to people, I have found that the one thing that holds so many of us back from journaling is fear of the page. We're either terrified that the page is blank to begin with, but then we're also scared about what could be revealed within our words. And if we have false expectations, we might expect the page to be full at the end of a journaling session, but it doesn't have to be any of those things. The page doesn't need to be full in order for it to work its magic. The magic begins when you start writing. So just write. The only expectation in your journal should be the ones that you set up for yourself. So if it's not working for you, change it up. It should start and end with the thought of kindness drives change. So don't feel obligated to journal every day. When you stop, feel excited to start again. Journal for inspiration and let that be that. If you love stationery like I do, I guarantee you have at least one blank journal right now. I have several. I have so many blank journals right now. For our engagement party, I was gifted. So many different types of journals. And then sometimes there's just those journals that are too pretty to write in. No, 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 no. It's not just pretty on the outside. Make it pretty on the inside. Use your stickers, your washi tape. Use it all. You bought it because you loved it. It sparked joy. Now let it work for you. Uh, For myself, I use a journal that's widely known for bullet journaling, but I also don't really necessarily use it as a bullet journal, I guess. There's no lines and it's dot grid because I don't like no rules and I don't always write in a straight line and sometimes my font needs to be big or different. And so I appreciate the freedom of the dots. I don't feel so rigid with the lines. I also like to highlight, circle. So I have lots of colored pens and highlighters. (laughs) I have a few layouts that take up one to two pages in my journal and I flip back and forth to these pages um, whenever I feel inspired to do so. One of my favorite layouts that I have that I'll use every month is a simple one line a day. It's usually something memorable that will happen throughout the day. And again, this is a perfect way to practice mindfulness. Because I have this page in my journal As I'm experiencing my day when something happens, I'll take a mental note and be like, this is my one line. This is great. This is hilarious. Or this really moved me or touched me or hurt me. But this is my moment. This is me being mindful of my thoughts. Another page I often use, again, to track my thoughts and my feelings is my fear list. As I work on new projects and things, I know that fear is always going to be accompanying me because I'm working out of my comfort zone. And so to feel this feeling mindfully, whenever I have a fear come up, I'll write it down. I'll write the date, I'll write exactly what the fear is and what it's telling me. Sometimes I can see the BS in the fear statement as I write it, but sometimes it's interesting because the same fear will keep coming up again and again, and so it's interesting to watch those patterns and realize those habits. To have a place to write it down makes me feel like I'm not alone, (laughs) even though it's just me and my fear, but it helps me find evidence that prove this fear to be obsolete, wrong, or just straight out of line. (laughs) Another one-liner format that I love to journal is a gratitude page where every day, kind of same thing. I'll write one thing I am grateful for specifically that day. Another journal list that I have is my top 100, and these are names of people that I want to work with at some point in my life, in my career. So of course, Oprah is on there, (laughs) but also a name for somebody that works at HarperCollins, which is a publishing company because maybe I'll want to write a book someday. These are names of people that I look up to that are doing maybe the same kind of work that I am, that I am inspired by. It's just like a manifestation list in action just to write it out. And again, it's just one line. It's just their name. And it's I haven't gotten to my 100 people yet, but It has been really fun to curate. Putting these names down often helps me remind me of why and how I want to show up in the world. So another fun way to use this list. So I also journal with habit trackers, keeping track of things that I want to cultivate. Um, This was really helpful for me when I was first diagnosed with diabetes. So even, again, food tracking when I want to be mindful of my finances. That is something I am tracking. I have goal trackers. So making sure that my actions are aligning with the goals that I'm setting up. Um, I also journal my social media posts. So my weekly and my monthly themes, my launches, my scheduled calls, like when I'm going to host rooms on Clubhouse, that's being added to um, my journal calendar. And then one thing that I use on a daily basis is a time bar, and this is how I keep track of my batch working. And all of these things are gone over in (laughs) my mindful me bundle. (laughs) Sorry. So um, my time bar is how I keep track of batch working. So I'll set up my hours of work for the day. And then I'll block off the time I'll put towards similar tasks. So I find that I'm most creative first thing in the morning. So I know most of my writing, creating is going to be done at this time of the day. Or in the afternoon, like early evening when I get my second wind. Um, Excuse me. So I'll also journal my own emotional investigations because it's an ongoing process, right? When I'm stuck in a feeling, I'll ask it, what do you want me to know? And what kind of energy output needs to happen? If I feel like I've done all of my trackers and I don't know where to write, I'll start with a kind check-in. And that is asking myself, where in my life needs more kindness? How do I want to feel? What do I need to believe? in order to make that happen. I think of my word of the year, which is energy. So I'll ask myself also, where am I lacking energy? And what can I do to pump it up? So if you chose a word of the year, same thing. How can you live that word? How can you personify it? What does it feel like to live in that word? What does it look like? What does it feel like? Journal that. Mindful journaling is taking the time to be kindly aware of my thoughts and my feelings as they go down on the page. Mindful journaling is my practice to realign with my center. Also in alignment with deep breathing, meditation, and I'm so excited for my Mindful Me Bundle in the KDC classroom. Again, as part of the mastermind, you can get this for free. If you want to become more mindful and practice this for yourself, you can sign up for the Mindful Me bundle. And that will include a 30-day mindful journaling challenge, as well as a seven-day mindful meditation challenge. And again, those are my biggest tools in mindfulness. So I'm excited for this month's setup session, aka my journal jam, and I want to know what type of session you feel like you need going into March, because honey, that's next week. (laughs) Do you want to set up intentions and reflections? Do you want to set up your goals and action steps? Do you want to set up your social media plan for March? Let me know in the comments of the field notes or send me a DM. This Sunday, I'll be leading us in a session to get grounded and set us up for greatness this spring. So again, as a part of the Mastermind, you will always be invited to these sessions and have access to the recordings. So 2021 has brought me to a new appreciation of Jerome to a new appreciation of journaling, and I have been using new formats and tools to get things done. And one of my faves has been Bright Pages. It's an online journaling platform created by the author and founder of Headbands for Hope, Jess Ekstrom. And every weekday, so you can sign up for a different journaling pathway, and every weekday there's a new prompt for you that along that follows alongside the pathway of your choosing. And there's ones for creatives, there's ones for life. There's so many different choices right now. I did the 21 day challenge. It was called U 2.0 back in January and that was so lovely. So again, if you don't want the journal, <laughs> the, the traditional pen to paper journal, I type way faster than I write, so I appreciate this online platform. I also really like that uh, with the prompts, the Bright Pages will email you your prompt, and you can respond directly from the email, and it will show up in your entries, which I love. I'm also a kid of the live journal days, so this platform just speaks to my heart, and so if you're curious and want to see what it looks like, again, a link will be in the show notes. So in the next update in the Kindness Drive Change classroom, like I was mentioning, you will find a mindfulness bundle that has the 30-day journal challenge and the seven-day meditation challenge. So when these two practices are done in conjunction, you are so set up. For mindfulness, you can use these tools for yourself, with your families, your classroom. The journal challenge is for you to cultivate mindfulness and practice the habit. So feel free to use the template that's provided. Put the questions and your answers in your own journal. Or again, even answer the questions in a note on your phone or your computer. This week, I want you to journal something. Anything. I gave you a lot of suggestions and just take a picture and send it to me. I don't need to be able to read what you got. I just want to hold you accountable to the task. So get it (laughs) done. And if you would rather journal alongside me and other people, come join my journal jam happening this Sunday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So come join the Journal Jam. And remember, I'll start holding journaling rooms in Clubhouse. So if you're on the app, follow me at KDC Coaching. and Send me a DM, Clubhouse, if you want my invite. Well, friends, go out into the world this week with a mindful heart and not a mind-filled brain. Got it? Until next time. Well, Ace, we've reached the end of today's case file. Go grab your field notes by heading to kdccoaching.com slash eipod. When you click on the player, it brings you over to Anchor, where you can leave me a voice message with your own clues and questions. Please do this girl a solid and make sure you subscribe to the pod so that you're notified of new episodes released weekly. And by leaving a rating and review, it helps others find the fam. Head on over to Instagram and follow for more at Emotional Investigation and at KDC Coaching. As you travel through the world this week, remember, kindness drives change. It may feel like we're on this journey alone, but you're not. Thanks for joining me. Talk to you next time.